0: welcome you to Living Life. Today we're continuing in our study of the book of Revelation. We're in chapter 13. We've already met one beast and now we're gonna meet the second beast. And so if we combine that also with the dragon, we have, we might say, this evil trinity. It's kinda like a 666. But we're so thankful that we serve a risen Lord and God is complete, he's 777. But there is this deception in the world and there is false prophets. And when John was writing this to the original readers, he was wanting them to know that there was this deceptive enemy out there. And so he wanted to identify and to then encourage though, the people of God. And so I just want to encourage you that as you look at a passage like this, and you know that back in the first century how true it was that there was a false prophet, one that was against Christ, we might even say he was anti-Christ, and he wanted to be just like the Lamb of God. And so he mimics in so many different ways And pay attention to how He actually does that as you have the passage read this morning. So let's really have ears to hear what God has to say to us as we now open His Word and have it read for us.
1: Revelation chapter 13, verses 11 through 18. Then I saw a second beast coming out of the earth. It had two horns like a lamb, but it spoke like a dragon. It exercised all the authority of the first beast on its behalf and made the earth and its inhabitants worship the first beast, whose fatal wound had been healed. And it performed great signs, even causing fire to come down from heaven to the earth in full view of the people. Because of the signs it was given power to perform on behalf of the first beast, it deceived the inhabitants of the earth. It ordered them to set up an image in honor of the beast who was wounded by the sword and yet lived. The second beast was given power to give breath to the image of the first beast, so that the image could speak and cause all who refused to worship the image to be killed. It also forced all people, great and small, rich and poor, free and slave, to receive a mark on their right hands or on their foreheads, so that they could not buy or sell unless they had the mark, which is the name of the beast or the number of its name. This calls for wisdom. Let the person who has insight calculate the number of the beast, for it is the number of a man. That number six six six.
0: So we see right away in verse 11 of Revelation 13 that we're introduced to a second beast. The Word of God says, Then I saw a second beast coming out of the earth, and this beast is a false prophet and wants to mimic and be like the Lamb of God. And we're gonna see, like in verse 12, that he made the earth and its inhabitants to worship the first beast. And so this imitation of, of religion, and it's like he's wearing this regalia of religion, and people are gonna look and say, Well, is this what is real? And then also in verse 13, we say we see that he performed great signs, and so giving some credibility. But we have to understand that there is deceptive religion out there. And when John was originally writing this to his readers, he really wanted to let them know that there is deceit out there. That's what the enemy is. I mean, Satan himself, the dragon, we say, he wants to divide our loyalty to God. He wants to split Our relationship with God and then also to split our relationship with our spouse our children our church and he accuses the brethren he accuses us and tempts us and he is an enemy he opposes us and this is very real back in the first century and it's true for us today because he is not changed he's just a no-good father of lies and he has here in his pocket we might say this beast it's a false prophet and so we see like in verse 16 this most notorious this this infamous scandalous act that the false prophet will do and that is that he will cause people to take his mark So we come to the idea of the mark of the beast. And we might wonder, like, is it such a terrible thing to, say, give in to this beast? And the answer is more terrible than you can imagine. But there is great temptation because we're told in God's word in verse 17 that those that didn't receive the mark would not be able to buy and sell their goods. And so it would affect their own business and their own livelihood. And so what's being called here for is the people of God to turn their attention off of God onto this false prophet, believe his lies, think that he's this cultural savior that's gonna help them. And if only they just compromise take his mark upon them and what that means is like in those days like in today at times that you have to get into certain clubs or unions and they might have you go against the word of god and if you do that then of course you can buy and sell and have a profitable business and be able to live your life with some luxury But John is telling his people here that you can't give in to this false prophet, to this deception. So we come though to this idea of the mark of the beast. You've heard things about it and the number 666. I mean I have books in my library trying to describe who this is and it's like this jigsaw puzzle and trying to figure it all out, but what John was saying to the people here was not necessarily like who he is, because they knew. They knew from Nero on. These emperors were just bringing oppression upon God's people, and John is letting letting the people know that he's going to continue to deceive and there's going to be people that are going to come after him it's like Nero again here to deceive and to oppress and so I want to encourage you that as you take a look at a passage like this that you really understand that John is revealing this to us so that we can actually be prepared and that we would want to stick close to the true Lamb of God and not turn away to these false prophets that are among us. And so I encourage you, really read this passage of scripture, understand that you don't have to be afraid of 666 when you stay close to a holy, holy, holy God. So let's keep that in mind as we live out our life today, living life, let's live it to God's glory and our joy. So as we close our living life devotion, I want to draw your attention to the last verse where it says, This calls for wisdom. And isn't that true as we come to a passage like this? And I just want to mention something about this mark of the beast. And I know that a lot of the books in my library say things about like 21st century technology, like a computer chip or maybe a barcode that would go on my forehead. But I don't see how that would bring encouragement to the people of God back in the first century whom john was writing to and so we need to have wisdom and not get carried away with some of you know these thoughts that are out there but it is true though that there is going to be false prophets and there's going to be opportunities to compromise and we need to stand firm and the way that revelation says it is that we can be sealed with God, instead of being marked with the beast. And so there is a choice and I just want to encourage you to stay close to the true living God. Let's pray. Heavenly Father we thank you for a passage like this that reminds us that there is false religion out there, that Father there are false prophets And Lord, we want to be wise. We want to be able to see clearly the Lord Jesus Christ and to follow him. And so, Father, I ask that you would help us in our faith, our hope, our trust, our confidence that it would rest in the true living Lord. We thank you and praise you in Christ's name. Amen.